<laughs> I'll subscribe. Like, Take the power back. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just unfollow, unsubscribe. Yeah. Unsubscribe's great. It's a good thing on emails, yeah. anything. You're just like, goodbye. Yeah. You, know? you, you do any blocking? You're oh, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Block mostly to mostly block. it's like uh, spam and stuff like that. But sure. What about really personal. actual people? One person. Yeah. This year, this I mean, year. you know, it's yeah, like yeah. about one eight, one person a year gets gets the old gets the old Kablock. Heisman. <laughs> the Heisman. <laughs> the Heisman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's just life. You don't get to see no more. Yep, you're done. <laughs> you're done. You're done. You know who's not done is fucking Culture Club in no. 1983. Is that how you're doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Jared. Good, how you doing, man? Good. I'm just happy you're back in the right hemisphere. It's nice to be back in I'm this I'm not atmosphere. talking about just your cranium. Dude, I was 60 miles from the equator. Mm. Fucking crazy. So it was a little chilly then? Oh. Oh. <laughs> you get down to a balmy 80-something. Hot and sticky in Madripoor. With the coolest thing about being down there in Singapore, that close to the equator, is the uh, at, when the sun's at its zenith, you know, 12 to 1, your shadow is right below you that's that would be crazy it was the coolest it's it's one of those cool um events that you probably would never notice unless uh someone you work with points it out to you consistently (laughs) (laughs) which that was me i was telling everybody like dude it's your shadow man like it's right below you do you get that that's kind of nuts it's like you got the most accurate sundials in the world down there. Right. Everybody knows what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking time to get out of the sun. Dude, it is hot. It is hot and wet and moist and fucking steamy. And and <laughs> some of the most bomb-ass lightning storms coming through. Right. Big tropical ones. And usually once a day, like 3 p.m.-ish, something wicked this way comes. Yeah. Lasts for a little bit and goes away. Sometimes it's in the morning. Rarely is it all day, but we had an all day one. Boy, oh boy, talk about Blade Runner. I took a I took a <laughs> shot of some of the scenery, and uh, I basically I took a video and then because I knew lightning would strike, mm-hmm. got a lightning bolt going cloud to ground yeah. right ac- right across from where I was staying, and uh, it, it looks like a terraforming station in, in a new <laughs> Alien movie. Most of that city looks like that. It's futuristic. Wow. Here's to Wayland Yutani keeping you in business. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, man. What have you been up to? Oh, well, I think I told you this. This has been was turned from a podcast studio into a uh, hangout and drink and smoke and mix studio for the last month while you were gone. Yeah, good, good on it. And that was successful. Yeah, in, in that we achieved fit. two of those three things. <laughs> well, you mixed, right? Mm-mm. We attempted. I mean, mixing being a verb. Yes. You, you know, <laughs> we did mix. Mixing, it did happen. We did. Mixing did happen. Yeah. So, so you can't so keep you, your eye out for that new EP in 2023. <laughs> Chinese democracy. It's going to take a while, huh? <laughs> I think. What decibel level am I at? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I think we're at the point now where we do have to start thinking about our work, though. So that means you're getting close to the end when you got to start thinking about our work. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be tough um, mixing an album and uh, recording, mixing, and taking it all the way to fruition. No. If it's not in that Van Halen, we do it in six weeks kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. approach to it. It was within our reach to record it ourselves, and that was successful. It just 
Nice. We, we hit the wall on mixing, and we got to call in the professionals. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't think that's any – that's, that's – I, I hope you don't feel – I bear no shame, yeah, Chris. Don't feel like a failure with that, man. <laughs> you know who's not a failure? Boy George, except for the <laughs> fact that my daughter didn't know who Boy George was. Really? And I said, really? Come here. And I showed her a picture on my phone. She looked at it for a good, like, five Mississippi – crinkles up her nose and goes no nope, never seen him yeah I was like, oh, you, word you i mean it was like a classic boy george it wasn't even like latter-day boy george which is still pretty on point but it's not as it's not the household yeah boy george you know boy george got tired of dressing up as elaborately as do you know during the recording and performance of this album which is the second album uh from culture club uh color by numbers uh spelt in the queen's english the queen, this is a british band my friend all the way i think this is uh we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about new wave for a while yeah i think this is gonna kind of ease us into a little bit more new wave direction perfect album for it because this album was a juggernaut and it's got a toe in new wave it's got a toe in reggae it's got a what they what they I think maybe more in England they would call it blue eyed soul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a, what a club of cultures this band is, <laughs> <laughs> and on the nose and purposely on the nose. Right, and we say Boy George, but I mean this is an entire band, and they all wrote the music, and you know that's why it wasn't Boy George and the Culture Club. It was the Culture Club. Yeah, and and almost like the modern day No Doubt, you know. <laughs> Where all the members are putting something into it, but they're like, yeah. hey, but the lead singer's just yeah. getting all the juice. Classic. And you can't classic. stop that. How you, You're not going to look it. at Boy George? Dude. Come on. Do you know uh, what band he started playing with? Oh, I do. And Hold on. It's, it, Jesus Loves You? Bow Wow Wow. No way. Boy yeah. George? Yeah. He went, he what? Went, he went by the name Lieutenant Lush. Stop. And, and absolutely. Like, the first band he got into was Bow, was bow Wow Wow. And basically, Boy George... Was he um, this, was he singing? What was? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, basically, uh, a backup and, and shared lead with uh, I think Annabelle is the, gal, the is yeah. name uh, of the gal. So before I want candy, George is out because in his words he was too effeminate and basically you know you can't take your eyes off a of boy George. He's a performer. Yeah. Um, and ha- seems to always have been such. Oh yeah. Loved loved. Um, Never doubt his commitment. Now, can you guess? No, absolutely. <laughs> can you guess what other British musician Boy George looked up to when he was in his formative years? Oh, I mean, just 10 years before, we are talking about uh, the Life on Mars video, which I'm pretty sure Boy George based his entire 80s face on that video. Yes, you know this. <laughs> um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Him... Um, and, and not with the flamboyant so much, but in the voice... Like, his... We're going to have to talk about Boy George's voice, too, because it's smooth. It's on point. It's as smooth as those plucked eyebrows of his. Yep. Him and, well, this is that blue-eyed soul thing that, that was percolating up in the U.K. Uh, it was uh, George Michael, dude. He's yes, coming up with Wham! Yes, at yes, this yes. point. That's blue-eyed soul. Yeah, I, I feel like Boy George um, is in a discussion with George Michael and yeah. with Freddie Mercury, too. They're contemporaries, you know. Just, um, just solid, solid frontman. <laughs> Britain can kick out a frontman or two. Yeah, for as sure. As it turns out, I, I kind of we think, even import them here to front some of our bands. I think they got the lead on that, man. <laughs> I think I think Britain's got the lead on on great frontmen. 
front people. They, yeah, even they kind of invented the shit. They got kings and stuff. He's the <laughs> ultimate front man. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I don't remember. I, I think this um, album's recorded in London, and it, it, we're talking about 1983 uh, on Virgin Records. Um, and the members, we got the members of the band here, and and this is kind of important because they stayed the members. Right. Yeah. This is one of those bands that kind of didn't start shedding members, and and Boy George is the only one left in Culture Club. You know that we didn't see that. Right. Right. Um, again, similar to Queen. Right, you know, kind of crazy. A little bit of a solidarity, and who, which is Mozart's friend. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I absolve you. I absolve. You. <laughs> right. Um, so we got Roy Hay on the guitar and the keys, and we have uh, Roy Hay. Yeah, you know, Roy Hay, <laughs> um, and we got Mikey Craig on the bass, mm-hmm. uh, doing some. He's. Dude, he's working. You know, he plays a farty bass when farty bass was the <laughs> shit. Before it was cool. <laughs> and so uh, there's a lot of good bass work oh, on yeah, this. Wait till, I mean, oh, that's right. Are You Really Gonna Hurt Me is not on this album. No. There's some funky bass reggae. Uh, Fuck yeah. Reggae music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a bunch of hits that aren't on this album. And yeah. this, hit, this, this album's got, got a bunch some of hits. hits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got John Moss, who's on the drums and percussion. One of my yeah. my favorite moves when you list a, a and drummer percussion. and and percussion. Well, you don't want you don't want people like taking credit for your shakers. Like we be like, oh, I bet you, boy George did those shakers. <laughs> nah, is he listed as percussion? Uh, uh, under the, I don't think so. Shakers. He didn't play the shaker. No, he can't play a shaker. <laughs> to save his life, he can't play a shaker. <laughs> I bet he could too. He's he's, he's got because he's got the dance rhythm and everything. And then of course, Boy George is on the vocals. Jo- whose real name is George? I just learned today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just ready for that. You know, like Elton John, he's Reginald Dwight. You know, right, right. I'm just waiting for that dweeb the name. Sting, you know, Gordon Sumner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, his name's the George Sumner Factor. Some some guys just. Get all the breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George gonna be George. Yeah, <laughs> is what is like. George is still George. Is the beautiful part. Yeah, hundred percent. You seen him lately? Yeah, with his big gigantic bowler hat, like his uh, walking Arby's uh, yeah. commercial. Dude picks a hat. He's got a few hats. <laughs> this is pre-hat George, though. At this point, we're like this is like scrunchies and hairbands and. This is right when the hat started coming in, but it was it was a conscious. Um, a, a, a Hasidic Jewish hat that he's wearing. <laughs> oh, that's right. And they and it's. it's I forgot oh, about dude, that hat. Fully on purpose. Yeah. Like it's not. He didn't accidentally just it pick it up Amish and say, too. "Oh, I like, like it." Oh, he was he was in Pennsylvania one day getting some butter. Dude, with the Culture Club, there's visual representations that they are clashing cultures with. Fully on purpose. Oh, it's not just a clever name. It's like, not th- just this a clever is name. Like it's a, it's inclusive a before inclusive was cool, too. Yes. These 100%. guys are at the forefront of so many things. Which is kind of what makes them super cool. That's why they're dope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they had David Bowie maybe 10 years earlier, but for, for Monica Britt, my mother, in 1983, to just full out admit that Boy George was the shit. Right. And, and the rest of it didn't matter. <laughs> He's undeniable. <laughs> that's and that's just it. Once you're undeniable, yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta deal with you. Yeah, because you're undeniable. Yeah, this, so this in is... that respect, I mean, 
hats off to the whole group because you, you made a bunch of shit. Uh, you you drug a lot of people kicking and screaming into the 20th century. This band couldn't be any other way, and it's amazing that this band happened in that day and time. I mean, it's pretty conservative and, and whatnot. We, we'll, and the 80s you know, were surreal. Yeah, dude. They and really they just were. kicked the fucking door open. <laughs> we were ready, though, because, I don't know, I so we're, we're like the same age, but my memories of the 70s, are hazy because I was super young. Yeah, but I just remember like a lot of brown right. and gray. It's, it's like a weird car shit accident. Was kind of run past, down. Like know, America think... wasn't in great shape in the seventies. Yeah. It wasn't like a great decade, and it wasn't full of great colors. Right. It just brown <laughs> and gray and yeah. dirt colored things yeah. and it's macrame. A sweet mustache. Out of sweet blonde dirt colored yarn macrames. <laughs> It just, and here comes the '80s, and now it, you know, Boy George. I mean, what's more color, colorful than that? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the new wave, yeah. you know, and they're they're pretty early on the on the cre- on the crest of this new wave. They're groundswell for mm. this new wave. It hasn't hit the beach yet, but we haven't seen what storm it's coming from. We haven't really talked about uh, what comes what sets up new wave and 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 mm-hmm. I'm, i think we're probably going to salute this over the next you know bunch of episodes as we right. listen to some other uh, you know what we're calling fucking it's a new wave day <laughs> is that what we're calling it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's new wave november <laughs> yeah, so right. that's how long these things take to come out <laughs> um new wave may <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> yeah like i said that we get this is kind of edging us into new wave this for a new wave purist i don't think this album qualifies as totally new wave but that's um that's one element of what they're doing but that's for you to decide and it's a good it's a good (laughs) element you know uh you brought up i think we might bring up no doubt a couple times tonight for some reason and i don't know why (laughs) okay but they weren't if you were like if you're like a hardcore ska or reggae fan yeah i see where you're going you're like eh. Yeah. But if you like your ska and reggae mixed with some pop right. and some rock and roll and yeah. some punk, yeah, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If you're going to be a real purist about shit, then you're going to have to be the shit. Well, don't you have to, you eventually have to draw that line where you have to declare you're an asshole. <laughs> and it's either like before Green Day or, you know, or it's like, well, but they did have some good tunes. And as soon as you concede that. As soon as I stood up and defended Dookie, they turn around and did some bullshit, man. So I, I don't know if I can forgive Green Day. Right, but but they're there. And I hope they had the time of their lives. Those sons of bitches made me look bad in 1995. <laughs> Fuck you. Getting all that Seinfeld money <sighs> but it, I mean, it, it's true though that's that's you know we're probably probably going to find that that echoes even past culture club mm-hmm. but they're a pretty good uh, nexus of of um uh, you know of this clashing a crossing of a crossing of streams <laughs> <laughs> fucking place of music man yes this <laughs> is the song that your mother loves Everybody loved this. This is... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it always cuts the front. No, it, didn't even, it was 20 seconds in. Was, because we were listening to it before. And I didn't right. reset. It's been, it's been over a month, Chris. Shit is rusty. Now I gotta leave it in. Even your mom. My mom would blast this in her little K car. Talking about, oh, that boy George. My mom's favorite drag queen, Carmen Chameleon. Top tier intro, too, by the way. It's so clean. 
Nobody's listening to credits as a harmonica player. Now, if they would have gone with a saxophone, <laughs> not the same. Some of the first words that uh, an, an mm-hmm. album starts out with. I want to run, you know, being like a YouTube, yeah. uh, YouTube, a YouTube, mm-hmm. fucking um, great first lyrics, you yeah. know, of an of an album. Boy George comes out singing immediately, looking the way he does, and stating that I'm a man and I'm about contradiction. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. so, it's so. We're right gonna get on. into that again a little later in the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's not a trans woman. He's a man that likes to dress up. Yeah. However the fuck he pleases. Jeez. And he's the original non-binary man. Yeah. And he stuck with it, unlike Bowie. He didn't have the, shall we say, Bowie balls. flirted with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he tapped out and married him on. No, but you know, and, and for sure. <laughs> um, His commitment was suspect. No, that's the thing. It's Boy George commitment, and and, and I, I know I'm misstating it that by saying it as such, but just fucking straight down the barrel from the get go, and uh, still yeah. deal with it because he's under. Because this song, what about that is not gold on the radio. His background vocals are like silk. That melody is top notch. Stop it, right? Somebody playing that Stevie Wonder style uh, harmonica. Stevie Wonder kind of set that. He was like the Eddie Van Halen of the harmonica. Yeah, the yeah. Everybody had to get that Stevie Wonder tone. He yeah. set the tone for 80s harmonica. That's a good. That is a good Stevie <laughs> observation, man. What's your second album, Stevie? Dude, how do you just want, not want to snap all the way through the song? Oh, dude, if we're going to be Carltoning before the end of this episode, I guarantee just, you. Just gleefully. These mics go all the way up to like seven feet, dude. And they put in a nice, it's not a hard stop, it's just a nice fucking... pause. Er. So it's like, you good? Boom. Yep. (laughs) You ready to keep dancing? Oh, don't they break it down halftime here coming up, don't they? Which is also... I mean, they're just... They're hitting all... Ah, They're checking all the boxes. Bringing in that floor, Tom. Fucking marching order. Yeah, boy. Sick lyric right there. Yeah, I don't even know what the shit he's talking about, but I like it. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it ain't easy being green. I feel like Kermit and and, and boy George. Kermit they can, they and boy can, gotta have a talk. They could do a project together. We're like soulful, <laughs> hard oh shit. God. I mean, it's it, this, this start so, that hashtag. It's funny being such a bright song talking about the the, uh, the bright colors and and I don't know man it's, you're my lover not my rival kind of business you know and this is where a lot of the music from this album comes from is Boy George and John uh, are dating the drummer and the lead singer are dating that's not always the best idea 
and there was arguments. There was, uh, you know, uh, some days they're talking about the other members um, thinking the band's going to end because these two guys are having an argument. Sure. And then it's all it's it peaches and cream after that. Try having your rhythm section get divorced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they already got. <laughs> they already got some of this. Uh, that that's also kind of classic, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a tale, tale as old as rock and roll itself. <laughs> but it's it is lending. Especially don't date the drummer. So yeah. If anything, uh, you get a, if it's if he's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, you get a Fleetwood Mac vibe in there too. <laughs> yeah. Where that kind of turmoil or or uh, turmoil is again not a good word, but that kind of energy between those two people are right on fucking center stage <laughs> in the band makes it interesting and in the songs every time 60 <laughs> percent of the time it works every time dude this this album's swimming in that and it's it fucking great what i great remember world. hearing that song on casey Kasem's top 40 like on sunday playing outside <laughs> with my am radio like in 1983, pushing, pushing a steel rim with a hoo, with a yeah. stick. Oh, playing kick the can <laughs> with my dog. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but in 1983, I'm only into like I'm just coming online as far as pop music, so I'm only into yeah. a few things. Yeah. I got in 1983, I got Michael Jackson, I got Boy George, yeah, I got the Thompson Twins. I was strangely into the Thompson Twins in 1983. Uh, Madonna's got to be somewhere floating oh, around in Lucky there. Star is just happening. And you know, then maybe, you know, Cindy's right here. Purple Rain was happening, so Prince is on. I mean, this is, yeah. all those names I just mentioned? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That, and that was like just in the foyer when I came into the world of, of it's like, greetings, come in. Yep. It was like, wow. These, and Culture Club came through pretty clear. Yeah. Whenever they came on the radio, it was super identifiable. And what you're saying, my mom was a was a fan, maybe still is, of Culture Club, and Karma Chameleon. I mean, I'm not Karma Chameleon. Uh, fucking Church of the Poison Mine. Uh, she, she would have to point it out every time that song was about to come on. How much that song fucking jams, and she was right to do it. <laughs> She's right. It's got that um, Smokey Robinson beat. Yes, it. It's does. got that Tears of a Clown beat. It got Tears of the Clown, which is kicked up yes. a little bit, man. Yeah. Oh, Motown, man. I think. Well, that's I guess that's part of the blue-eyed soul thing. But the Motown is present here as well. Yeah, like Karma Chameleon, that had like a little bit. It was like some pop reggae business. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a miracle. The next track, I, this was also a single. Yeah, which is the, it was this yeah. was the final single. They had like five singles, and this was the last one. Yeah, I remember this being on the radio too. You know, not all the keyboard tones are as good as they could be, but you know, that was real horn. So, this, this is a, a clinic in earworm, though. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you get your neck uh, and shoulders into that fucking groove. That's something Yoda says. <laughs> he, told, he told Luke one time, dreams are made of emotion. <laughs> Luke's like, yeah, you're fucking right, man. Get it. Oh, Jesus. You ain't never told a lie, Chris. 
Oh my god. Yeah. I was I was listening to this album this afternoon, getting ready. I was like kind of in the middle of the song. I kind of started hating on the production, but then by the end of the song, I was back on board again. Yeah. I mean, records are made when they're made. They right. can't really help you. Exactly. This is how that's, this song sounded when it was recorded. It's not how it sounded every time it was played. By the way, it doesn't sound like shit. No. It sounds like there's money spent. It's for sure. You got them. <laughs> Those are some produced backup lyrics. I want lyrics. to talk about the producer, uh, Steve Levine. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically spent his formative years as like a tape operator. <laughs> uh, which is, that's how you come up, you know? Yeah. yeah. He, he got in started at the bottom now he's here yeah you know what i mean but he was tape operating on like classic like new wave bands like xtc which i think we'll have to cover their second yeah, album if new wave yeah new wave once again i always feel shitty saying new wave because it it, it rubs like the word grunge rubs but it's a yeah. catch-all and that's the last time i'll apologize for and, it and maybe we find it you know we're gonna find it throughout the you know yeah. this next bunch of episodes i resolved to stop apologizing for calling it new wave <laughs> um why because the, the breakdown's undeniable and, you, and it had to stop you. Yeah. Oh, come on. Now, we're not farting that bass here. This is, this is like, right? This is almost Quincy Jones right down the line, bass line kind but of this, production. See, no, this is the point where I come back on board with the production. Yeah. Yeah. I, it might have been that part exactly. See, where I think Madonna's album, uh, uh, Like a Virgin, uh-huh. it suffered from dated production. This, bit. this, you you know what well it's drawing from, but it's not, uh, it's, you know, it's still it's got some room. It transcends its, its age. Yeah, yeah. If you got, yeah, as long as you can hear that bass line, actually, you'll be all right. That bass line's doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's a miracle sometimes. <laughs> it's a miracle every Tuesday that we <laughs> managed to hit record. I want to say this next song, Black Money. I'm going to yeah. see if it'll pull the. Oh, it will. I'm oh, gonna, nice. I, yeah, let's. Uh, I need lyrics on this because, like. I, yeah. George isn't all about the, the dance floor. And uh, karma chameleons. Yeah, we're gonna get into some topics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is this is the third track, third track spot, and the and he's going. What are you saying? He's gonna say something poignant here. Yeah, man. Let's all take a pause. <laughs> Let's take a little ecstasy break. <laughs> well, it's, it's a long album. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as far as like what, 15, 13 songs or something like that. Uh, well, it's a thirty-eight minute. Really? Yeah. It's just jam-packed. It is jam-packed. There's a cutoff here because in 2003, they re-released it with a bunch of shit. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what we're listening to. So I'm going to have to. I heard some live I heard some live stuff today, and uh, it sounds great live. Oh, yeah. The band sounds awesome live. Well, he's Boy George in real life. All those guys are, uh, they're real dudes, man. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Black Money. Thank you. 
hear George Michael doing this song. Oh yeah, I hear church in this. This is like he's taking it to church. Right Can't be said enough how tight the culture club is. <laughs> but that that sounds like that kind of that's some gospel to me, for sure. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, they're calling, it, and this is the first time that they're kind of calling to the gospel side of uh, yeah, yeah. influences. Yeah, we're gonna get around, but one more toe. They got ten toes, so they got they can put a few. Yep. Listen to the Dutch boy put his toes. A lot of toes in the yeah. well. Yep. Is what you're saying. <laughs> toes. toes in the well. Toes in the well. It's all just toes in the well. <laughs> I still don't know what black money is though. I'm talking about magic potions and shit, but. But the, oh, listen to the, the acoustic. Just that little. Even Lenny Kravitz would do that on. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the track I'm thinking of? I don't know. But just dancing that acoustic back there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Feels like a little bit of a Bowie move too. Totally. So he would have done a 12 string. Yeah. Exactly. Heaven Help is the uh, Lady Kravitz song. What is black money? I'm are, not, we, are we laundering here? Is this a... Is it... I, I feel like it's a song it, about... Is that uh, cryptocurrency? Is he... I, it might be it might be a Bitcoin thing. Prophecy. But I think it's, it's blockchain anyway. But I think I think it's uh, a, a song about compromise. Um, and it almost doesn't sound like he's judging about someone who's dealing in black money, but uh, he just wants to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no judgment, but uh, just trying to know. There's Deal in black money. Very little judgment on this album. There's a lot of like, you know, that, that "Do you want to hurt me?" vibe. Um, <laughs> but that's not even judgment. That's just no. like, are we gonna be frank with uh, how you coming at me here? Yeah, what John. You, what are you doing to me? <laughs> You're a drummer, John. But uh, so I imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they broke up before the band did. I don't know if the Culture Club ever uh, officially broke up. Yeah, I think they. I think. Um, yeah, they didn't end up being um, partners for life after that. And they kept but the I, band together. I like that move. That's like the White Stripes, the, the, the yeah. Fleetwood Macs. You know? Yeah, it's like being adult about a breakup. Yeah, no, not everybody can do that. Yeah, but um, yeah, it happens. I have to get on the wiki and find out who this background singer is because she's all over the record. You got yes. that? Yes. Yeah, I got that. Oh, keep me off the internet. Word. Okay. Her name's Helen Terry. Yeah. Helen Terry did a little bit of solo stuff. She's a British singer. Um, but most of her signature shit is this album. Well, she's all over it. Yeah. I mean, she might, she's like the Rosie Gaines to his prince on this record. Totally. She's in that Rosie slot. And it doesn't feel like Boy George said... Can we have a little bit of less fucking Helen on this? He knows a good thing when he hears it. That's yeah, and that's kind of the, another Bowie thread. If that person's awesome, let them shine all over what you're working on together. Because right, your name's on the record. Yeah, man. Fucking, <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Yeah. Love it. That influence, bring it. Um, if it sounds good, it's good. To quote 
River now. I know that. Why would I know that? <laughs> yeah, there's your saxophone, Chris. It's, a, it's like the second or third time it's shown up now here. He's sneaking it in. You can't help it. Oh, we forgot to shout out Tears for Fears when it comes to like, are they a new wave? Probably not. But they're they're kind of from this mold where they they like the Motown, yeah, the the, the smooth yeah. kind of jazz that like th- this started as gospel and got all fucking smooth jazz by the end. Look, it see did. what they just did. It see did. what God just did to us. Yeah, and you just got Helen hitting that black money. Yeah, just, just they're in that in that, that tears for fears lane. It's like a metaphorical they're all, reverb. They're all vying for that number one spot. Yeah, I don't know what tears for fears are doing at this point. How long they were in the game at this point? I think about their first. Depending, they're doing like their first record around this time. Yeah. So they're talking about uh, what's that creepy song? The, the only good dreams is when he's dying, and the I don't know that one. Well, I mean, I'm and sure the guy I made do, the sad I, bastard cover in the early 2000s, a mad world. Okay. But yeah, at yeah. least it had a beat when they did it. Yeah. They made depression danceable. For sure. <laughs> That's what they were up to, I think, around 1983. Along with the Thompson twins, hold on, I gotta find the for real. Who is your favorite out of the Thompson twins? <laughs> <laughs> I like that dude's hair. Is the thing? Well, they were good songs too, like Doctor Doctor. Yeah, that's a jam. Doctor the Doctor, can't you see I'm burning? I didn't know the songs about gonorrhea or whatever, but oh. Um, oh. that was my jam. How do you know you have gonorrhea too? What, like, does it set in quickly? I don't know, but I heard that in the war, uh, it was so prevalent. That, you know, the big one. Yeah, WW2, the big one. Yeah, the soldiers come down with the clap all the time. You know, didn't really have a lot of penicillin to go around. So right, you had to oh, slam your shit. dick in a window just to loosen up the the gunk. Whoa, just to get thick, just to get it going. You talking about the like there's a thick discharge? Yeah, you got to slam it in a. You got to find a counterweighted window and just <laughs> boom. <laughs> Shit was rough. You don't know what the greatest generation had to go through. <laughs> like Bible bumps. <laughs> like you, got, you have a weird cyst growing on you. Well, you hit it with a Bible and smash it till it explodes. Okay, that's the that's the thing. That's what we're going with. <laughs> uh, well, we got a cu- we got a couple to close out this side of the record. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna get into the next one. I'm going to tell you how the second side kicks off, but you don't like it. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yes? But it might be Steely Dan. Yeah, or Sade. Ah, Sade's coming up around this time, too. This is like Sweetest Taboo era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a brown-eyed soul for your ass. Yeah. Okay, well, time out, time out, time out. Sade, right? We gotta do her second album because... Yeah, I would love to. There's just like some of those people in your early life, like Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. Um, uh, What's her name? Wonder Woman? Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um... Chrissy from Freeze Company for some people. For sure. You know, for Suzanne sure. Summers. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But she's she's also there. Yeah. On that list. Jesus Christ. Just imprinted on your brain yeah. as like a force. Yeah. Oof. Okay. We 
returning <laughs> to your normally scheduled yeah, changing but every can't day. Can't you see her singing this song? Yeah. There's so many short A songs on my, on my, you know, the playlist. Right? I wish you would stop looking at me like that, dude. You know the playlist. I'm talking about. I'm gonna put this in. My <laughs> This literally could be. I just said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steely Dan. It just reminds me of Steely Dan, or just kind of like yacht rock adjacent. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not completely mad at that either, but it no, yet it, another. It's almost flavor. like this Miami beat, you know? It's it's like this. <laughs> yeah, you it's just kind of like this up pastelly feel, you know? You should have a citrus-based drink in your hand. <laughs> Amen. Tequila sunrise, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Who's but playing the sax on this record? I, you know, I didn't get that deep into it, and I didn't see anybody of the, of the top sax, four. Man. Yeah, that you know, you don't see harmonica player, right. but they did have a problem with their video, which featured a harmonica player, and they dressed up in like the 1800s gear. Um, basically. Everybody started recognizing Boy George. Nobody had any clue who the other members of Culture Club were. And they were some interesting-looking dudes, taken taken individually. For sure. And MTV's coming out, and they're on the cover of Rolling Stone with this album. And it's like, Boy George has the other two, like two out of the three in a headlock on the cover of Rolling Stone. And they're all kind of like... I don't know, noogies. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Getting noogie by Boy George would be humiliating. And MTV is going huge, so their videos are getting seen. Like this yeah. is this is uh, Culture Club helps MTV just jump. Remember up. Silver Spoons and their hangout, and they had their own <laughs> Boy Ricky George, Schroeder. Boy Alvin. Yeah. You remember Boy Alvin? Yeah, yeah. They used to hang out at the. <laughs> and he looked exactly like Boy George, except uh, <laughs> it was Boy Alvin. Yeah, yeah. It, I, he was a cultural. I mean, everybody. He was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Unavoidable. And undeniable. MTV had a huge hand in putting him in, uh, you know, in this band, but uh, in the living room. And again, that undeniable fucking swing. There was, there's something about uh, young teenage girls at this time just attaching to Boy George. And it doesn't feel like in, a, you know, like in a pre-puberty sexual way, almost like in a, in a safe way. Yeah, but but man, that was the that was the like number Morrissey. one. Yeah, number one demographic yeah. for for Culture Club, and then in conjunction, the moms were just like, "This fucking sounds awesome, <laughs> yeah, right?" You it know, and, like Motown, this and like, like Steve, this is. Are you listening to my? And if you cassettes? listen to it, like, like I don't think at any time I've ever been like, "Oh, I don't like Culture Club." It's no. fucking as since the time you started listening, you're like, "God damn, this is yeah, fucking. This has got. There's got some." Good stuff to it, <laughs> in my clinical fucking observation. Your professional opinion. Should have stopped talking about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> Parentheses. I'm only trying to help you. Right. right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Good looking out. George got your back. Don't worry about it. Sounds caress you. I'm glad you came back so I could step on the potion more time. 
Just a crown beyond emotion <laughs> Shedding tears as big as the ocean Don't say you didn't hear us calling ooh, ooh, You'll be sorry in the morning when we tell you Mama had tears in her eyes She's the only one who never cries That's the way yeah. we destroy it, baby Shout it out, shout it out. Fucking put that <laughs> lyric line together. Oh my god. That's that gold. Just, that's, I would have rewinded. It. That's so fucking money. <laughs> what was her name again? Shout her out one more time. Helen Terry. Helen Terry. And you see me in the shadows falling. Call caress me. Yeah, I woke up on the own this morning. Don't say you didn't hear us calling. Ooh, ooh, you'll be sorry in the morning when we tell you Mama had tears in her eyes. She's the only one who never lies. That's the way we destroy, baby. Shout it out, shout it out. That's, That's the, the way, way we destroy, baby. Destroy, <laughs> baby. Shout it out of your mind. That's the way. <laughs> You know, and it's so good. Yeah, I mean, this is given like the beautiful ones by Prince a run for its money as far as like 1983 piano jam. Yeah, on the soul R&B tip, and it's a, it's a stripped down too, just real. You know what? Two vocal parts and a sparse piano dance. Mm. It's all about yeah. It's just all about showcasing the teeth. I'm gonna try to help you, baby. Oh, gonna try to help you. I'm gonna try to help you. Gonna try to help you. So you can see how. I'm gonna try to help you. Gonna try to help you. A thousand times this song is even better live. Oh yeah, right. And I don't know anybody who's seen Culture Club live. Yeah, we were a little young to be going to culture club shows. Yeah. And I don't hang out with people who are old enough to do. <laughs> I don't trust anyone over 50, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Mrs. Feifel, <laughs> can I take your kid to the culture club show? <clears throat> but yeah, proper. That's the way, parentheses, that you fucking do it. And <laughs> parentheses. Get out of here. I know we're not. That was not a threat assessment, but that's. Like, <laughs> I know that is. As I get the fuck out of here, <laughs> I think we need that as a sample. Just to shout it out, shout it out. <laughs> oh, that closes out that first side. Oh no, right shit! There. Good one. Good that's song. how you do it. That that you will get up and walk to the record player after that Noob. song, and you'll fucking like it. Yeah, that, no, that's a that's a nice way to bring it down. I wonder if they're going to pick it up with anything uh, on that uh, second album. I don't know. What do you think was, uh, I don't know, playing around this time? Jeez, oh, we did we did a couple of 83s did recently, didn't we? I feel like maybe the uh, Men at Work episode, but... Um, yeah, maybe. 1983. We're talking about E.T., right? Dude, I just watched that two days ago. Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm starting to feel about Spielberg in general. Spielberg is a master movie maker with lens flares. He, lens flares do a huge amount of lifting with his fucking work, and I'm not mad at it. Hey, JJ was taking notes. You know, it for sure. Fincher, Fincher got some flares. For sure. Oh, Flary Fincher, they used to call. 
Uh, <laughs> on a good day. Um, well, shit, man. <laughs> well, I mean, the theater's if, Christmas. Yeah, if we mentioned Spielberg. Larry Flincher. <laughs> Larry Flincher. <laughs> that's your... <laughs> I gotta, that's what I need is one more AKA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AKA Flarry Flincher. Flarry Flincher. <laughs> now it's Flincher, dude. I love that. It's evolving. I like it. Holy shit, dude. Uh, well, The Outsiders oh, fucking shit. comes yeah. out in the theaters. The movie's tough. It's tough. Mustangs are tough. <laughs> fucking Machio, dude. Everybody? Everybody. Everybody's in this movie. We're going to see some of these people uh, over again. But yeah, obviously, that, what is that? Francis Ford Coppola? What's that? Yeah. That's a Coppola. Coppola. And uh, so, big one. Risky Business comes out. <laughs> oh, so there, uh, Cruise is two for two on that one. Right. Whoo. Right. This is this is going to be six degrees of the outsiders. <laughs> for like the next five years. <laughs> Trading places. Oh, my God. Pause. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I yeah I don't know what the six degrees to risky business or the outsiders for trading places is, but that fucking. Uh, I think Don Amici was uh, the old <laughs> old guy. I think and, uh... Don Amici was the dad of one of the. One of the... <laughs> Wilford Brimley was like the fat greaser. <laughs> it was like a little too old to be hanging. He was somebody's uncle. He was in the it was in the background uh, of the, uh, the rumble uh, the whatever. You guys, uh, I can't join this rumble. I got my diabetes, <laughs> my foot. I can't even feel it. <laughs> a fucking rumble fish comes out. Diabetes is tough. <laughs> to get off the couch. <laughs> Think about that. So that that's Matt Dillon. He gets enough. He gets mm. a twofer with Outsiders and Rumblefish. That, yeah, it's Matt Dillon. Yeah, the, the older Di- Dillon. Matt Dillon's going. This is the oh, the Rumble, launch of Matt Rumble Dillon. Rumblefish and he, Outsiders yeah. too, right? Yeah, and then he did. Uh, did Coppola do who did Rumblefish? I don't know. Ask me a better question. I, we, they no. made us read all those books in school, so I feel very <laughs> attached. <laughs> we got a, a Valley Girl coming out. Um, uh, we got Vacation. Flash dance. Valley Girl, the movie? Yeah. Nick oh, Cage. Oh, Nicolas Cage, right. Yeah. I, yeah, I've seen that like once. I, so, don't, I you think know. a nunce for me. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah. I know, I know I, the Zappa song. <laughs> the Dottie from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure has a part in Valley Girl. Okay. That's, that's the best I got for Valley Girl. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure it's a wonderful movie. Uh, Vacation with Chevy Chase. This mm. was. Yeah. This was like a. Uh, just a a linchpin in comedy yeah, for, for, sure. for, for um the fl- second best vacation movie you you're a christmas vacation I'm guy a fucking christmas vacation guy His. hallelujah <laughs> holy shit yeah i i love the first one too john candy you know mm-hmm. that's not real man yeah <laughs> Leave a welt, <laughs> get under your skin, uh, <laughs> cause an right. infection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Chevy Chase, like physical comedian supreme. Yeah, he's the sorcerer supreme of the physical gag. In a way, I think he kind of took over uh, Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a kind of a handing off where uh, Chevy Chase did just as much goofy shit. You know, he took great over. for Pratfall, Pratfall too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we got uh, 
let's see, James Bond and Octopussy. Uh, this is the double Bond year. Yes. This like is leap, but year that only comes like once every millennia, though. We get a double Bond year. <laughs> if you were born on a double Bond year, <laughs> right? You yeah. think it's good, but you're fucked. Actually, your sense will be blushed. And I'm in the dust, getting eaten by worms. Everyone born in 1983. Everyone who's 30, 38 right now. Great. Everyone who's 38 right now, you fucked. Yeah. Double Bond year. Um. God, fuck, man. I forget what I was... Oh, this is basically the first year or two I've been going to movies. Yeah, right. These That's... are the movies I remember, like uh, The Last Dragon, somewhere around there. I don't, that didn't come out this year, but mm-hmm. somewhere in here is when I started like registering going to see movies. Return of the Jedi, yeah. even Empire Strikes Back, but that was like the first or something. <sighs> yeah. Um, you know what I also think? And I'm just going to say it here. <laughs> I think a lot of people say they saw Star Wars originally in the theater, but the math doesn't line up. No, I did not. Yeah, me neither. I did see Empire Strikes Back in the theater, but I have no memory of it. But yeah. you know what I do remember watching? Exactly. Star Trek The Motion Picture. The most boring Star Trek movie in the... But yeah. it, tri- it tried to be 2001-ish, yeah. you know? four-year-old me didn't give a shit. I was tripping balls on that shit. On yeah. Just like the natural like four-year-old... Watching Star Trek: The Motion Picture, dude. The concept of, of, of Voyager coming back as V'ger and just collecting shit and becoming basically this a lady si- doesn't have any hair and she's kind of like a robot, but she's kind of sexy though. Yeah, like, what's, yeah. yeah. What's, put her on the list. That's what, right behind Charday. You know, yeah. That's what Star Trek did. Is uh, Star Trek made you go? It, it was just breaking down racial barriers left and right. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, Sexual but it was sci-fi. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was speaking. I was listening, Gene. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Roddenberry, for your you work. <laughs> um, Mr. Mom came out, and we're obviously both Michael Keaton fans. Oh, yes. That movie it, with Terry Gar is just a, a murderer. Um, all <laughs> Put th- Terry Gar on the list. Uh huh. Yes. yes. All the right moves. Uh, another Tom Cruise. So Man, he's got three this year. Cruise. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just so, there's so many more. We'll save them for some other time. Dang. Uh, 83. Solid. 83. Solid. Still got it. Bruise on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. <laughs> you that's a very some f- Eddie Murphy fucking drops. That's a very formative movie for me. Yeah. Uh, Trading Places was was huge yeah. to me. And my night, I probably, and it wasn't, I bet you I didn't see it in 83. But I bet it was 84. Yeah, yeah. It, on home video. Wow. My grandfather had bought it because he loved it. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I was allowed to sit down because it's grandpa. I guess I just we sat down and we watched that That's movie. Awesome. Yeah, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know that movie specialty. I love that it's it's a uh, you and a grandpa movie. Yeah, it's yeah. that's a grandpa movie. He was not. Uh, I don't think grandpa was too up on the top ten this week in uh, October. Did we say October tenth? Oh yeah, ten ten. Yeah. Oh. Eighty three. Give us 10 minutes, we'll give you the world. Yeah, give me 10 minutes. I might convince you 1983 could have been one of the best years in music of all time. Oh, lay it on me. Number 10, Sheena Easton, Telephone. Okay, it's okay. a slow open. Okay, right. okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you were, you know. Relax, don't look at me like okay. that. Okay, <laughs> you know, I didn't know which direction no. to take this. Moving on. <laughs> Number nine, Talking Heads Burning Down the House. Oh, shit. The Talking Heads are happening at this point. Hot. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's a good double bill, like the Culture Club and the Talking Heads. 
Dude. You're going to be tired. I wonder if they ever were... played together. That's fucking, that's heavy. I would, I would, if I would, yeah. If I'd been there, I might have like invented twerking. I don't know. It would have been crazy. Number eight, Prince with Delirious. With that jaunty little synth line. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He's using that. You know, see the, you know, you know that little bar the they have on the side bar. of the keyboard? Yeah. He's using the fuck out of it on that song. Yeah, that pitch bender. And that shit was probably new at the time, too. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when the pitch bender came out on <laughs> keyboards, and it was like, what? Because <laughs> even, like, with a piano, you can fucking, you know, you can get your finger jiggling and actually oh, affect yeah. the, oh, the sure. sound of it. You can send some vibrato through the yeah. just natural vibrations. Yeah. Sorry, I don't Does know. It Chet Hayes tonight for some reason. I got, uh, I'm got. i going to do a whole thing. It's the second time I've, I've been warned. all right. <laughs> Number seven, Chris, the police. King sure. Of King of pain. Ooh. Feels early, but also right on yeah, time, doesn't it? Yeah, King of pain, yeah. dude. That was... That was a big. That was a big inspiration for me. Yeah, the police were were hot too because I, you don't forget seeing Sting on MTV. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, or, or the fucking. I mean, that video, Money for Nothing. Oh, that just was hearing him. Yeah, just seeing that video. Yeah, it was like, oh, he's singing backup vocals in that in that. Oh, that's right. That song. Why too. did I just so it's like double down <laughs> Sting? Straits. I just no. That's a police <laughs> song that Dire Straits has the backing track for, just so that right. Sting can come in and sing. <laughs> His part. <laughs> when are you even yeah. a police fan, dude? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, dude, dude. That's one degree of sting right there. <laughs> yes. That's, a, that's the Mark Knopfler sting <laughs> paradox. <laughs> Number six rhymes with the fix. One thing leads to another. Oh man, that's a cut for the, you. The entire chorus just ran through my head. Mm-hmm. Because it's that good. Ran through. Oh, computer's jumping around. Number five, Lionel Richie. All night, lo- no, all night long. More parentheses. <laughs> parentheses are super yeah. popular back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All night long, parentheses. All night, in case you didn't get the, <laughs> yeah. the first time. In case the chorus of the song didn't pound you in the head You know enough. what? We're going to include the background vocals <laughs> in the <night>. title. <laughs> all night. <laughs> Which Dude, you couldn't drink enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you and you can't I mean. win for losing anyway, because you name it whatever you want. People are going to be calling it uh, all night long. Yeah, that's another one of these songs that had kind of that street street jumble sound towards the, towards the end or somewhere in the yeah, bridge, it, it, where the outside it, recording. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he got his mama say mama saw on right yeah, there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Little Elder Barge too with the rhythm of the night, where yes, there's like was a, chatter in the background. I think the Miami Sam Miami Sam machine might have tried to pull that one off. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing to do. It's a, it, dude, it's like putting yeah. storm sounds on riders, bro. <laughs> I mean, like. I'm bringing it back. I'm not afraid. Oh, number four, Spando Ballet. And I think you know the song. It's the know. only song anybody knows by Spando Ballet. True. Because, and the people maybe our age might not even only know it because um, Prince B sampled it in uh, for uh, Memory Bliss by uh, PM Dawn. What is it? Oh yeah! True. Gut wrenching vocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic, dude. That's a rough song, though. If that, if you let, if oh, goddamn, with if the you're, pill on his tongue, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
That's a, that's a dotted yellow line at one in the morning song that might make you break down and you didn't see it coming. I always want to say spandex ballet, though, when I see that name. I don't know what a Spandau is. Is that where they're from? I like that. Is that a neighborhood? I, I, I think it's, it's, it's Hey, we live down the street in Spandau. Oh, Spandau. Spandau's hey, nice. shipping port. <laughs> we got a nice ballet, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Islands in the Stream. Number three, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton. Yeah. I remember this on the radio, too. Yeah. Like, that was pretty special. And, you know, I, it's another song that I liked right off the get-go. And, yeah. And if, no matter what stage of my life, I really, yeah, I really can't deny it. You know, you can't go like, ah, that was, I grew out of that song. And a Barry Gibb song. Yeah, he wrote Barry it. Barry Gibb wrote that song. That's a that's a trifecta right there. Mm-hmm. That's how you open up portals. That's a, That is literally a tri- The three of them. That's the the devil's three way of music right we there. Should stop doing that. Just I'm gonna gesture. do that all night. Air supply at number two. Yeah, sure. Making love out of nothing at all. Out of nothing at all. Oh my god, this <laughs> song should have been. I mean, air. Su- okay, moving on. To- oh. Okay, as we get to the in memoriam section okay. of this, uh, we lost one of the greats <laughs> last week, and if you listen to the show, you know our affinity. For Jim Steinman, oh, and yeah, uh, his yeah. work with Meatloaf—well, mostly your affinity with Meatloaf. Yeah, uh, I do appreciate the songwriting. Uh, this might be this is my favorite Jim Steinman song at number one. Total Eclipse of the Heart oh, by Bonnie Tyler. That's a huge crusher. That's like the epic of all epics. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna drink to Jim Steinman. I'm gonna, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Amen. Holy shit! Forever's gonna start tonight, buddy. Yeah. Yeah! Wow. Whoo! That's a big. That's a big ten. That that's formative years stuff. Yeah, that's like that's like the uh, uh, read off building blocks. Yeah, yeah. This is the Henry Rollins bit about you just breaking up with a girl and then you put on a make a towel cape and sing Dio in your room alone. Um, I don't know. That song reminds me of that. Anyway, <laughs> that was the chart that was. I mean, 1983. For fuck's sake, Chris. Yeah. And then yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, to um, this guy Stanislav uh, Petrov. So mm. Stanislav Petrov. Yeah, he, that's Magneto, right? <laughs> it's Magneto. But what he did on the Soviet Union side realized that the false alarm was. <gasps> that's not why really... I know that name. He got brought up. It must have been like, why did that get brought up this last year? I heard oh, this man. story. But he, yeah. It looked like he was basically on, in a station at, in a nuclear fucking base, and every sign pointed to the U.S. fired their missiles, mm-hmm. and he had to sit in his fucking pants <laughs> and be like, I don't know about this. I don't think they did. I don't think it... Uh, I don't know. Yet. I'd wait. Yet, 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 yet. Yeah, so good on you, man. Thank you yeah, thanks for Thanks for one. saving the world, buddy. Cool heads, man. I mean, yeah. Fuck, under pressure. Yeah, fuck Iron Man, dude. You you literally just saved half the population yeah, right there. All of it. The whole fucking the whole thing. The, the whole shittery. By not doing anything. And that's what I want to <laughs> reinforce. <laughs> Sometimes it's the best thing you can do. Sometimes doing nothing is the only move you got at that moment. <laughs> um, but this band's moving. This, this second album is about to start moving. Oh man. Um Let's, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> let's hear it. You, uh, so if my mom's song was Karma Chameleon, 
Uh, it sounds like this was Carol's. Yeah. <laughs> Church of the Poison Mind. Or the last piano notes of That's the Way. <laughs> Tears of clown, totally tears of the clown. That's amazing. That dude. tambourine. That tambourine goes double time later. Just spoiled. Ah, uh, Stevie Wonder's back. Yep. Maybe he's, it's an uncredited Stevie Wonder. Supreme. Yeah, right? That, that is hidden. Feels like full appreciation. Yeah, this is Boy George and the Miracles right now. It's a miracle. Coincidence? I think not. That's a great beat, though. Like, it doesn't, that beat doesn't get used enough. Yeah. You know, like the Bo Diddley or the, or the, uh, the Wall of Sound guys beat, you know? Yeah. And, and it it has very little interruption throughout this whole song. They start with it, and and you just know right. This is a pedal to the metal floor uh, song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's driving it. It's not laid back in the cut. Yeah, we're taking high speed turns like this one. Yeah, we'll just give you a little break. You know, but we all know where this is going. So it's like okay. Like a little Partridge family right there. Well, your boy, Steve Levine, would go on to produce in 1985 the Beach Boys. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, was the audition a little bit right there? Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, and as usual, anything to do with the Beach Boys, I'm not a fan, so go fuck yourself, Steve. Hey, Steve's got to work. <laughs> yeah. Could be a tape operator again in no time. I don't think I'll ever hear this song again and not think of your mother, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she'd, she'd be shaking a oh, finger. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's almost impossible when that double, when that yeah. fucking tambourine comes in. And see, she was programmed for that because she came up on probably that Motown Exactly. Shit. She loved doing the mashed potato and, and, yeah. and that, you know, like that when something kicks a little bit. Yep. Loved it when, in you know, Bob Seger would kick that bass line in Hollywood Nights. You know, there's subtle appreciation for really yes. sweet moments and songs. I got to I got to enjoy that a little bit um, a couple weeks ago. I was visiting my folks, and uh, my mom's friend Donna was there, so I had a couple gray-haired old ladies to uh, share that Bruno Mars Anderson Pack song. With. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there was dancing in the kitchen. Right. It was. It was Dude, a good undeniable dance song, man. For sure. Which that was, I'm going to say. 
but uh, they're not done. That's just fuck. You just open up that side. Yeah. You feeling good because this was a single. It's not. This is some '80s dance floor gold right here that we're just gonna. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know you miss me. I know you miss me, but this one's for the floor. With a bass line like that, that Elder Barge snare. This is this a one-two punch for the second side. Yeah. Here comes the Carl. Yeah, I told you. It's gonna be on the second side. Got some bongo back there, some bongo conga percussion. That's why you got it. That's why you got it. Get the credits right. like Rick Rubin told Flea to do this when he was like, you know, for his bass line. Dance around it. It's funky as shit. Mikey Craig. And just lined right up with that kick drum. That, I smell a fart face. Oh, yeah. when I hear the, like, and, and most of the most of these songs are right in your register. It's not a it's not <laughs> a easy to sing along with. Yeah, it's not a uh, big falsetto coming at you. It's just a nice clean He's just soprano. Smooth silk. Oh, he's calling out the, uh, the previous album title yes, right there. Yes. Uh, we know how old this song is. It's a cheeky band. This is well, yeah. Probably written for that record, huh? You, your bands will do that, like in through, or no, Zeppelin would do that, like put a song on the next album that's named after the album before. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, mm. the through line. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that and five dollars to get you a cup cup. attention when he was cutting tape all those years he was fucking paying oh, attention Levine can wield a razor knife yeah I don't think he had to do too much though the, 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 this rhythm section is up in the cut like some neosporin yeah mm. put a little, little slappy poppies in there what's that just a little just electric a guitar little, little fuzzed out like yeah Every, uh, Isley Brothers guitar right You there. know that guitar had no headstock <laughs> Steinberger in the house <laughs> It was at least pointy we, Yeah, we agree it had, it If it did have a headstock, it was pointy I do, honestly, if I had to bet, I'd say it did have a headstock But it was pointy But it was pointy And a little Brian May though, right there Sure Yeah, I think you know. I think I think old Levine missed it by an inch with his knife. Well, is it, yeah, sure, sure. But isn't this what? Even though Boy George isn't saying anything, isn't this is where Perry Farrell would be talking in Pigs and Zen? True. Like this, that that, that is designed That's to extend point. in a live show. That's right. Yeah. 
they didn't ha he didn't have a rap that he put on it. I bet in later years, Boy George had some raps that he put over some, some fucking <laughs> sections of songs. Feels like that was like... <laughs> I mean, he might uh, go on a rant or two right there. Yeah. Does Boy George do angry rants? I don't like, know. I would like to see that. If that I mean, I know he's had his problems. Um, sobriety being an issue for him. He's done some wild shit. Um, but I don't think I don't think he's ever had like those on stage. I think he's always been like class on stage. You know what I mean? He's, he's a showman. I think he keeps the uh, the bullshit off the stage. Yeah. He. Hmm. Classic. Another breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boy George and Helen Terry coming oh, at you. Jeez. I mean, it's it's uh, like I was saying. Levine was paying attention. There's, there. It's very clean edits. That was very well produced and arranged and all that. Yeah, all that, all that. It's fucking good. It's good in, it's good out. Is what I've always <laughs> heard. You got a band with good instincts, you know, because he didn't do a ton after the like. Um, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on Steve Levine. Yeah. Um. But this is his biggest credit for sure. I mean, he he would do. He would fuck around with the Beach Boys, uh, Ziggy Marley, yeah, Motorhead. Hmm. Yeah, this by far, this by far, his biggest work. credit though. Yeah, um, this, this album went through the roof though. Ten it, million. That's diamond. Yeah, it's, the di it's in the Diamond Club. It it sold over a, <laughs> over a million copies in Canada. <laughs> and do you know how tough that is? Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's only 750,000 people in Canada. Some like people everybody had to lose in Canada it bought this. <laughs> That's when you had to go to a store. Mm -hmm. Can't keep them in the store, eh? No. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> that Georgie boy. Is... <laughs> anyway. Mr. Man, this kind of reminds uh, Ben Harper has a song called Excuse Me, Mr. that this kind of reminds me of. Excuse me, Mr. I'm a Mister too. Yeah. Uh, point of view seems similar, and and the name too, Mister Man. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah, discretion is it's the better part of valor, Chris. <laughs> Electro reggae. Yeah, it's like Afro Cuban yeah. drive right there. On the street, the midnight The West Indian okay, hold on. The West Indian influence can't be like in London at this time, like in the seventies yeah. and the eighties. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Here we go. Three strikes and I'm out. This is my dark horse pick for like the like the deep cut. This is the deep cut Such off the record. Good one, man. Like if you're gonna pull out and like impress the real, yeah, the real culture club heads, you'd be like, Dude, Mr. Man, yeah, but fucking like live at live at uh, Donington, and yeah, <laughs> they, would never, they wouldn't play Donington. That was the metal fest, wasn't it? 
They were monsters of rock, bro. Making up fake culture club shows. Yeah, I'm just making up culture club. I, did, I get it. Another shot day feel here, man. I feel like she could slow this down a few yes. BPMs and destroy this song. We're on that reggae. Uh, this is shit. Oh my God, Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Was kind of on oh. that electro reggae vibe right around this oh, time. Oh yeah. This was a thing. Okay. You think I don't Anytime you can do call and response with the saxophone. <laughs> this is where the bass gets a little farty. But yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's bass, going. or it's bass keyboard, you know? Oh, it could be. But this screen stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, almost a little fucking police almost in there, too. You know? it's almost like, like the Imperial March, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Madness is doing their thing right now. Like, horns are big. These guys... When we see representational, we're talking not just talking like racially and like sexual orientation yeah. and stuff. Like just this is like they're dipping their finger in everything that's happening that's hot in the UK right yeah. now. Yeah. They are soaking it up and they probably got, you know, there's five there's five four of them. Yeah. Yeah. You got four sets of influences coming from four different backgrounds and you get this kind of beauty. It feels a little bit indicative of Queen. Um, where I think Queen did it to just a more, uh, you know, an nth degree past it. But we could pull from this, could pull from that over there, could, and still make it all feel genuine. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Yeah. You should be able to fuck around wherever you want. Had your heart on the trigger. Yeah. I don't know what that means either, but I like that too. <laughs> the uh, the deep cuts on this, on the back half actually are... are mwah. Yeah. This is <laughs> what I like about this uh, album as a whole is you get you get deep into the second side and you're still finding some real good stuff. Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for an hour to be able to say that. I wrote it earlier tonight. It's, it's Diamond, did we mention? This album went Diamond, perhaps for a reason. Okay. We that, can't keep them in the store, yeah? This, this is, it, there's nothing goth about this band at all, except maybe some eyeliner choices. Um, but the name of this song is Goth as Fuck. Stormkeeper. <laughs> or no, more like Norwegian death metal, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's named after corpse a, paint a, involved. a hatchet. That was forged, the Stormbringer. <laughs> forged by the femur of Fenris the wolf. Oh, yeah. And the... the, the but nothing rhymes with Molnir. <laughs> Stormkeeper. <laughs> On the coldest night. <laughs> Mikey and uh, John Moss, that's a maybe a little underrated rhythm section going on here. You never hear them. Mm-hmm. But listen, you hear them, but you don't hear them. Yeah. And I think that was part of their problem. 
that or they, they had in when there's fans going fucking through the roof. No doubt like, thing. Yeah. No doubt thing. That's like, what was good. a tight rhythm section too. You, you, you guys hearing this? This is not easy stuff. And everybody's like, yeah, but he's crazy. <laughs> well, it's but like George when, is where it's at, kids. It's like when the No Doubt guys got together with Davey Havoc from AFI and did that dream car business. Yeah. And isn't that the problem? And because it's also <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking. You can, yeah. Where's the blonde? <laughs> That's what you just keep asking. And I had to. Uh, no, no, this is not the No Doubt episode. Stormkeeper. Got a little reggae vibe here too. Yeah. It's. A, Ooh, Mikey got tone. I mean, they've got them forward in the mix. Yeah. I find this one thinner as far as, you know, deep cuts where we're talking. It's a stormkeeper, you know. I can come, come and go with it. Like a stormy relationship, you know. Uh, with his drummer, perhaps? It's like, hey, maybe a few years he could do this with, like, Michael Cetera. And or Peter Cetera? Peter and, and, and brother Michael, Peter. His, his brother arranged everything, Michael. Yeah. And then, like, sell it to Karate Kid Part 2 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it's not fully cooked or something. It's got that vaguely Asian uh, keyboard part it's where you're like, is that problematic? Is it? No, it's one thing? note away from being problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but is it, though, for them? <laughs> I mean, well, they're, no. they're a Benetton no. ad of a band. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. they got it covered somewhere. Yeah. Shaft. Oh, no, it's the Stormkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Stormkeeper. I'm just. You hear that thunder, and it's coming from under. It's the Stormkeeper. What's the storm keeping you warm, baby? Yeah. Yeah, that's some. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I think when this song. Came, new AKA. It's the Stick White Duke. AKA <laughs> the Storm keeping you warm. Woo! <laughs> Uh, you say that's thin. I say that's baby making music right there. That's good. Um, you didn't say that song was shitty. No, no, I didn't say it was shitty, but but yeah, thin. As far as uh, you know, all the songs on the album, you know, they can't all be. They can't all be the best song on the album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we they've already nailed it. They've they got like (laughs) several times over four that are I think crushers, um, that we've heard so far. <laughs> that was me smacking your forehead against the fucking mic. <laughs> listen to me. I picked this up in Singapore. <laughs> you listen to me and you listen good, Jared. <laughs> Are you slamming your dick in the window? What'd you pick up in Singapore? <laughs> I don't know, but this fucking weighted. <laughs> That's not counterbalance. <laughs> These lead weights are gonna help. <laughs> I knew it was a good idea not to get that window package from fucking the airport. Hi-ya. Yeah, deep cuts. Uh, Home renovations by Chris and Jared. <laughs> um, I don't know how many more songs we have on this album. One, really, and here they end on a single. Yeah, that's not often. You know, we've seen a lot of we listen to a lot of records on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. putting the sing one of your singles at the, as the last track. I feel like they had nothing nothing to worry about. Yeah, and this was like the second single. Like, this wasn't even like the old heat check at the end. Like, do we still got, can we still move singles? Right. This was like the second single after Karma Chameleon. Jeez. Victims. And let me pull up some lyrics on this, but I feel 
victims of nah it's not giving me lyrics we were all victims you know <laughs> Victims we know so well they shine Sorry. That was the life on Mars chord change though at the beginning. Did you hear that? Hold oh, on. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Back. Yeah, yeah. It just dawned on me. Yeah. Just dawned on me. It's the chord change right before he starts singing though that gives him away. Good on him though. Fair play. Yeah. He, he's listening too, man. When you do those things, quit speeding up at the beginning of the gig. <laughs> Some, put a, some, he's singing his ass off. You could be holding up so like a like a penguin to the moon or something like at this moment <laughs> with icebergs and stuff. Can you feel? Um, was Terrence Trent Darby coming up about this time too? I bet you, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. England got an embarrassment of riches like yeah. going on at this point when it comes to soul singing. Yeah. Terrence Trent Darby, let's do his thing. There, there's a spilling. There's a spilling over of English talent. They're quickening. Exactly. Into all markets. Uh, oh, no pleasures. Name checking. Wishing there was some kind of heaven. I could be warm with you smiling. Put out your hand for the victim. Elton John and Queen. They're doing this move. That is. That's some uh, Love Lies Bleeding shit right there. That last piano line, though, right before that big change, is basically the end to forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Dracula <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You get a little fart on the bass. They got the they got the fart knob turned up a little bit on the bass. When you do those things, all my puppet strings have the strangest fart for you. That shit came through on those kind of car speakers back then. This is fully 100% engineered for the radio. Yeah. Radio was a thing. I mean, that, I didn't have, I didn't go, I, we couldn't go out. We could, we couldn't. We couldn't go out and buy 
We can just go to the record store. 1984. When Oceana was bombing Eurasia. <laughs> yeah, dude, we were still Pangea and shit. Like, <clears throat> back in the day. But we weren't buying records. We were listening to the radio. We didn't have money for records. We spent it on comic books and fucking double plus chocolate supplies. Yes. Yeah. Important things. But you're right. This is getting played through a lot of MTV, so it's through your TV yeah. speakers. Yeah. And it's through, you know, this car speakers are, we're about to have that conversation in 1983 when this comes out, but it's not there yet. Everybody has a shitty stereo. <laughs> Except for, you know, your uncle's friend who... Oh, yeah, he had the sweet Alpine, dude, like, before anybody else had a CD player in, like, 1985. And and pushed like, his sleeves fuck? up before anybody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a formal jacket. Yeah. No socks. He didn't... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we, we're hitting all the greatest hits tonight, Chris. My chair just gave out on me. We're missing the crescendo of this beautiful song. I don't think we're missing the crescendo <laughs> at all. It's anthemic. Bring us home, Culture Club. This is a Steinman closer right here. Drink. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's how the album appeared in 1983. It yeah. has been since remastered, and they have... Um, at least one, two, three, five extra songs they put on there. One of them, uh, some of them are live. Um, my favorite on there is uh, Man Shake. Yeah. Is the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because we got a song coming up on the record that it's not, it won't be named that when it comes out, but it's working title it's, for it's years. Title. <laughs> has been Man Cakes. So the, to see that, great minds are thinking alike, obviously. You know, Obviously, you, you, where I want to stand with working titles turning into real titles, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Yeah, don't. No, nobody <laughs> else gets the joke. Nobody else gets the joke. Nobody gets it. Yeah. And you just sound like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so he has a, a talk on it though. It's almost impossible to resist in a band because obviously your band has got some run through lines. He sings on this album, uh, referring back to his first album. Yeah, yeah, called out the kissing to be clever. It is a, it's it's like irresistible. It's like you, you no matter what, you, every band kind of swings at it more often than not. Some guys just arrive when they're meant to. Yeah, this yeah. was Boy George's time. Yeah, he was a. It was his turn to be a goonie. <laughs> it was his time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You're absolutely this is right. Boy George's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was fleeting. You know, he got a good decade out of the oh, Culture Club. I think they, they their last record was like 1999. They I don't think they put anything just out in the sold new. out Brazil. I believe the first it. ones in COVID. 500,000. 500,000 Brazilians, which is like 100 million Brazilians. <laughs> Hundred million Brazilians, Brazilians, <laughs> a, of, a bazillion I, Brazilians. I, I, a, yes, yeah, squared. It's a tall waxing order right there. Um, <laughs> they they did they they went huge and and um got, got to play off of it and have a few you know return um return shows return uh, what do you call that when you play a few different venues in a row. Oh, uh, extended. Something like that. Extended reunion visit. tour. <laughs> tour is the word. Is what I'm looking for. The word is tour. 
<laughs> tor is the tor. word. Um, Sorry. <laughs> something you pour? Tor? <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, yeah, This we pulled this out of our ass this morning, didn't we? Was mm-hmm. it this morning or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Glad, I'm glad, though. Well, you know, the new wave. Let's go with the new wave. There you go. Stepping into the new wave. Let's let's get a little deeper into the new wave. Next For year. sure. I, I feel like um, I feel like Culture Club was a was a nice solid shore break, the East Coast shore break of a of a wave. For they're the a gateway new wave. drug. For a lot, they're yeah. a gateway drug for reggae. Yeah. Gateway drug for uh, drugs. Yeah. Actual drugs. Not a tough paddle out. You just got to time it right, and if you hit the, if you nail that timing, you are just on top of the world. And they, this is what that band did. They they nailed the timing, and wrote it for as, as long as that short break can go. But it's not a point break. It's not something that you got to paddle out for a bit to go catch. I'm gonna get tired of this fucking surf analogy, but I think we're gonna come down where some of these new wave bands. It's like you got to earn them. You can't just jump in the water and catch something. No. And these guys just started as like. We should be in a band. We are in a band. Yeah, they formed years. like two years before this album came out. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned that. They formed in 81. Yeah. So right away, just game recognized game. Everybody got together, just a bunch of killers. Just started clicking. Put it together. Yep, wrote it. Um, and within a year, Top of the Pops. And then they got, they, within two years, they got their second album coming right. out. Coming off of a first album that had just, what, two hits on it at least. Right. This one's got four. Right. Jesus Christ, that's a career well, this, right there. Yeah, well, this is not like that U2 Joy Division story of like schoolmates forming a band in high school, right. sucking together, yeah. learning their own musical language and becoming a... Th- this was right. dopeness coinciding with dopeness. Like they came together yep. and just formed up like Voltron so fast. Yeah, like professionals. Yeah. Just, yeah. Professional Voltrons. <laughs> I think you said Musical it. Musical Voltrons. <laughs> think, yeah. They're my friends. <laughs> I made them. Uh, yeah. Let's not talk about Voltron anymore on this episode. No, we'll be plenty of room on the next episode. No way. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.